0: Wall, did you get the lesson passed out? Yep, the boys are passing okay, out. Okay, they're passing it out right now. Um, last time I spoke on the topic of growing old gracefully, And uh, I got several good comments about that. And then someone said to me, would you, during the topic, while I was talking last Wednesday nights, I had mentioned that I always prepare for Kelly a a letter. And every year I go over that letter again to kind of update it and and make it more accurate based on things that have happened during the year. And uh, I entitled that letter, it says right on the envelope, it says, in the event of my untimely demise. That's what the letter... Uh, envelope says so that she'll kind of smile whenever the untimely demise is passed. money wise is untimely because it's my demise that's why it's untimely and so uh so i've written this and over the years have perfected this uh tried to perfect it in such a way that when i pass on my wife will not be left with a mess now um, and someone asked me this week several people actually said could you?" talk about the contents of that letter and the practical things that you've done. And I thought that was an excellent idea, and here's why. Um, some years ago, and I don't remember why I ever got involved in this, but many years ago, I w- became involved in estate, not estate planning, but uh, estate executorship, or what is called in the state of Indiana, personal representative. So uh, people in the church, as they've, they've old, uh, gotten older or something, for some reason, uh, they don't like or trust their children. That is typically the reason uh, they will ask me, will you preside over my estate when I'm gone? Will you carry out the uh, wishes of my will? And so on numerous occasions, I've done that for people and worked uh, with lawyers. One time, a banker, I was working directly with a banker, and when we were done with our discussion, he said, uh, he didn't know, he just knew me by my name, and he said, uh, he said, could you give me one of your business cards? And I said, well, I, I don't really have any business cards with me. And he said, that's unusual for an attorney. <laughs> and I laughed. And I said, I, I'm not an attorney. I, uh, he said, well, do you do this for a living? And I said, no, no. I said, I'm, I'm just helping people. He said, what do you do? I said, I'm a Baptist preacher. Well, you could have knocked him over with a, with a, with a feather. Okay. He was so surprised. And he said, well, how, how are you so knowledgeable? It's called the School of Hard Knocks, folks. And it's called going through this and trying to figure it out. It is overwhelming when someone passes away, particularly the man. We're gonna focus on the man's death because the actuaries of the insurance companies tell us that the men are dying first anyway. Um, It is overwhelming sometimes what is left behind. Now, every person's situation in the room is different, okay? We understand that, Um, but there are similarities. And sometimes when a person passes on, especially if it's sudden, and there's been no opportunity for any kind of preparation, Um, the spouse is not only left grieving the passing of her husband, but she is left with what is an overwhelming responsibility of figuring it all out. Now listen carefully. Um, In in my home, this is just my home. This doesn't have to be your home. In my home, I run everything all about the money, okay? Uh, The business, the money. Every single detail of that, it's all I, I do that. And one time many years ago, Kelly listened to a podcast of some sort and she decided she needed to know all about it. And I said, Well, sure, we'll sit down. And uh, that didn't last probably 10 minutes. She was so bored over the whole thing. And so at that point, I knew that she didn't really want to know about it. Now, by the way, by the way, um, you say, Pastor Monty, does that mean that the man should run the money in the house? Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Between the two of you, the one of you who's the best at it should be running it. Did you hear what I said? And that's oftentimes the woman, okay? That's oftentimes the woman. So uh, it, it's not. this is not a matter of man, woman, and, and position, and male headship. This has not to do with that. What it, what it has to do with, though, is ability. But for the partner that maybe is not as involved, if the one dies who is involved, it becomes overwhelming. So in addition to grief, uh, they're facing very quickly, very, very quickly, major decisions that have to happen, demands that are made, and those demands start, by the way, at the funeral home, and, and, and you're trying to get everything together and figure it all out, and they want you to pay for that funeral up front, okay? Pay for the funeral up front. I did a funeral uh, on the, the east side of town one time. It was at a, a black funeral home there, and, and it was for a black family, and... Uh, and um, There was a sign, the funeral director was a black lady, and uh, there was a sign, and uh, above her desk, and right behind her, where everybody could read it, and the sign, and I was working with the family, you know, and helping them, and the sign above her desk said, black is beautiful, but business is business money is money. Okay, right there, I thought, wow, that is a bold declaration in a funeral home. But she, uh, she Lavinia Smith was the lady's name, and she just cut right through it. Um, that being the case, it's, we don't like to think about that, but there's a truth behind that. So I'm going to use as just a verse to step out from uh, Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22, Proverbs 13, 22. Uh, In a, a moment ago, I mentioned stewardship. We are stewards of what God has given us, from really the day of our birth, but of course we're cared for at that point by our parents. When we take responsibility, we are stewards. We are stewards up until the end of our lives and should be stewards from beyond the grave if we plan it right. Look at Proverbs 13, verse 22. The Bible says this, a good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children. In other words, there's something for the family and even for the grandkids now that that's just a declaration of scripture okay well pastor money how does that happen is it because he's rich not necessarily but it happens because he is planned a good man verse 22 leaveth an inheritance to his children's children and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just okay we'll focus on the first part of that verse the idea of stewardship and the idea of what happens after I die now everyone stop Pastor money I don't want to listen to this I don't want to think about this okay if you will think about it now do what I'm telling you to do you can put it into an envelope and be done and you only have to think about it one time per year going forward when you revise it also when I get into the practical aspect of this understand something this is very basic And everyone's situation is different, so there are things that you could add to it. For example, when I get into the uh, how to put, how to store your important papers, it's really simple. They all have to be in one place, okay? And and I didn't mention your discharge paper if you were a, a member of the United States military really important that you have that so as you're thinking as i'm going through this you're going to think about your own situation say you know that that discharge paper is important why is that important well sometimes there are benefits for burial and other things like that uh, and you need your discharge well pastor money i've been out of the armed services for decades no one ever asked to see it i was in a situation where a man uh was very ill a member of our church he was very ill and he had worked a different job so he had regular insurance he never used his va benefit because he never really understood it he just never used it well when he became very ill and the, the bills were beginning to mount his wife knew she needed to bring him to the va hospital by this time he was 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 pretty well terminal but she had to bring him there for care she just couldn't afford all this they didn't have a lot of money uh, she brought him into the va explained his service in the united states military many many decades previous and they tried to look up his name and they couldn't find it couldn't find his name and i was with her and i said i said uh, well would discharge papers help and the guy said yes if you have those papers bring them in i brought her back to the home and she produced those papers within 10 minutes she knew where they were okay uh, decades of being stored in a back closet and we brought them down they said yes he'll be admitted and they took that as evidence they had uh, apparently at some point put everything on electronic file and some people got missed and other maybe they only went back so far i mean this guy they would have had to gone back into the dark ages to have his electronic file so uh, important papers are important and they should be saved but uh, i didn't mention everything as my mind goes to other things and i think of other things then you can add them and pen them in specifically if they go along with your uh, your your situation so i want to give you practical ideas on how to make your inevitable demise more bearable for your loved ones okay Point number one, life insurance. Life insurance. Now, I know many of you are older and either have life insurance or you don't qualify for life insurance anymore, but we do have a number of young men in the room, and I'm speaking particularly to the married men. Um, If you have a cell phone and cable television and no life insurance, shame on you. Shame on you okay because that is more important i uh, i don't like this kind of thing you just lump it okay because as a pastor of 35 years i have watched people squander money neglect life insurance and then the husband dies and then the wife is left destitute okay uh, now you, you say well pastor I, you know the bible says we should leave an inheritance to our children's children okay most of us aren't rich in the room most of us aren't going to leave you know some tremendous amount of money but you could through life insurance that is one of the vehicles of doing it now let me let me talk about this some argue i preached on this years ago and some argue that life insurance demonstrates a lack of faith however this is an attempt to spiritualize something that is at least a neutral it is a matter of choice for christians so this person came at me and said well if you have life insurance that means you don't trust god baloney but God also gave me a brain, okay? So this person actually felt like it was unspiritual to have life insurance, and, and by the way, they also thought it was unspiritual to save money. And they, they did have an emergency fund. They had their own personal emergency fund set aside. It's called the Church Benevolent Program. I mean, it was crazy, okay? And, and, and don't argue with me about this. I've watched this too many times in 35 years of Christian ministry. So it is not a lack of faith. You know what it is? It demonstrates love for my wife. It demonstrates love, okay? When people are gathered around the casket weeping, nothing speaks of the departed's love any stronger than a million (laughs) dollars. That was a joke, but really it wasn't, okay? You say, Pastor, you're shaming us into this. I hope I do shame you into it. I hope I do, because I think it's important, okay? You're, You're leaving something for... I want to take care of my wife not just when I'm alive, but when I'm dead. I think it's very important. What are some of the benefits of that, okay? It enables us to leave an inheritance behind, even if we did not make a lot of money in life. Leaving something good behind is biblical. We just read it, Proverbs 13, 22. Number two, it protects the wife. And again, that's my focus here. The sacrifice made for life insurance, sacrifice in quotes, made for life insurance is minimal compared to the protection it provides for a grieving spouse. Good men demonstrate concern about their wife's future after they are gone well pastor money when i'm gone i won't care yeah you will because you're going to be in heaven hopefully and you don't want to see your wife suffering i do believe that on a limited level people can see things on earth and heaven the great cloud of witnesses etc that's just a personal opinion of mine you don't have to hold to that if you don't want to but i would not want to stand before the lord having not done everything i could to protect my family and by the way well pastor i'm nowhere near death i don't have to worry about this I I have buried young men. I have buried young men, okay? And it it really is important. When I, shortly after I got married, I bought life insurance, okay, why? To make sure that when I needed burial, she didn't have to scrape up money, beg money from people, or not have a a decent burial. Does everyone understand? I I just think this is important, okay? Now, and if you just brush this aside, eh, it doesn't really matter. If you just brush this aside, Okay, it matters to your wife. It matters to her. It is a way, you know, you're supposed to love your wife as Christ loved the church. Okay, gentlemen, it's a way to really show love to your wife. Okay, it is better to buy her a life insurance policy than a diamond ring. What? It is. It's counted as a delayed diamond ring, but a much bigger one. It's just better, it's better. Um, note if you will here before age 50 life insurance is relatively cheap young men will especially find life insurance to be a bargain remember term life is the cheapest I recommend a mix of term and at least one s- variable universal life policy or a similar product there are many products and options available okay so a term life insurance policy you understand you buy it for 20 years you pay on it for 20 years if you don't die in the 20 years you can either convert it at a higher rate because you're older or that policy goes away but it's the cheapest insurance it is the insurance that dave ramsey recommends I do, however, recommend also a variable universal policy, which does not go away as long as you make the payments. Now, now Steve Smith is over here, and I'm going to mention him in a moment. And so, Steve, I'm speaking in glittering generality here. You would be the detail man because you're an insurance man. But in other words, in other words, the policy that I have—that's a variable universal life policy—it it it's never gone away. The 20-year terms have gone away, and I had to up those and get, uh, you know, 20 more at a at a much higher rate because of my age. And so. No, but that one policy never went away. It also has an investment feature. And generally speaking, life insurance is not a good investment vehicle. However, um, I looked at my gains over the years of owning the one policy, and they were probably around $25,000 in gains owning that one policy. Well, Pastor Monty, think of all the money you could have made if that $25 a month had, had gone into you know, the stock market. Well, maybe, maybe not. Well, think about how much you could have made. Okay, maybe I could have, but do you know what I would have done with that $25 a month? I would have gone to White Castle okay how many know that's true let's just be real okay we weren't we weren't just putting $25 a month into an investment somewhere so it, it is a very good thing now uh, budgeting for life insurance demonstrates love nothing says faithful and dedicated family man like a pile of cash life <laughs> I put the lol there which means laugh out loud because there are some people who don't get my sense of humor But there's a lot of truth to what I put there, okay? understand that there's some truth there. Life insurance can pay for inevitable funeral expenses. Life insurance will make your wife okay that you bought a Harley. (laughs) Do you see this, gentlemen? There are many benefits to life insurance. Okay, Um, I personally have several life insurance policies. The most recent I bought from Steve Smith. Steve, stand up. Stand up, come on. Now, I asked Steve's permission to include him in this lesson. I didn't just freelance, right, Steve? I called you today and asked. Okay, uh, he is my personal insurance man. You may sit down now, Steve. He's a member of our church. He's also one of our deacons. He is an independent agent who can shop a wide variety of products, including life, auto, home, etc. Let me just tell you this. He saved me tons of money by bundling every together, everything together. I abandoned Liberty Life, uh, or Liberty Mutual. I abandoned Liberty Mutual, and uh, he bundled a bunch of stuff together, and I saved tons of money. Ever notice how your car insurance keeps creeping up? and your car gets older, and it's more of a pile of junk. Okay, I was neglected that, but when I brought all this stuff to Steve, he saved me a pile of money, got me better coverage across the board. So you say, Pastor, I, just, I hate dealing with this. I do too, but here's the good thing, and Steve's not paying me to say this. I'm saying this as a satisfied customer. Here's the good thing. Steve, I don't think I did a thing for you except give you a little information, a little bit. He did all the work, he did all the work he made it happen and it was painless so if you need some form of insurance I, I, my recommendation is steve smith just like i say if you need a funeral if you are in need of a funeral uh matthew's mortuary 100 percent. my recommendation i have many insider reasons for what i just said but it is a, a matthew's mortuary the matthew's family they are wonderful christian people i put steve's number in the lesson outline so chiefly so you won't ask me for it 50 times after the service okay now what do i do the letter left behind what what is the letter what is the letter okay it is first of all updated yearly yours will look different from mine some will be longer some will be shorter you will have different information okay but here are some of the basics it is absolutely vital that you leave behind a comprehensive letter detailing everything you know about the details of your life Failure to do so will create a nightmare for the spouse or children who have to figure it all out. In addition, valuable assets are sometimes overlooked simply because no one knew that they were there. Um, Something I didn't put in this that you need to jot down, social security number, okay? One of the first things people are gonna want is the deceased's social security number. And most of us don't know our spouse's social security number. And if we had to get it, we might not know where to look well it's on her social security card well does she carry that with her does he carry that with him or is it even readable because they've carried it for so many years in their their wallet um, all of us in here i think it's safe to say memorize their social security number but they that is one of the first things that's going to be necessary and and people will ask for it and you don't want to be dumbfounded but because you're a good husband you're going to write a letter with some personal information and i didn't put it in here but i kept thinking of things later that i needed to add so add social security number you should put that on top and he said Pastor money I shouldn't put all of this stuff in writing oh we're going to get to that you're going to put this in a very secure location but you have to pretend look how uh, several times I have walked into a situation having been asked to be the executor and and I don't know I don't know one one particular case the the one of the kids didn't want me as executor so they burned all the documents it was a very large estate And they burned all the documents and if it hadn't been for the help of one son who didn't like his sister if it hadn't been for that that kid's help i I would still be doing this okay as it was it took almost nine months and there was a lot of sale of major property but but uh understand something if your spouse doesn't know it's going to be a real chore and she is grieving at this time she doesn't need this extra burden to be placed upon her so um, essential elements of your letter. Number one, uh, in addition to social security number and things like that, bank account information. Well, Pastor Monty, she knows where we bank. Would you make this easy for her so she doesn't have to go into the local branch and try to convince them that she is you or has a right? Okay, make it easy. List each bank, the name of the bank, the account type, savings, checking, whatever put the account number in the letter and a username and password for each account okay well Pastor Monty all that stuff is stored on my phone Uh uh-huh how do we get into your phone when you're dead and gone do we even know how can we or would it require an act of the FBI you see what I'm saying it becomes very complicated it may be helpful to include the possible balance Uh, Dated of accounts that do not change much. So a savings account I'll put something like we have X number of dollars in savings and then I'll put the date in parentheses Okay, so that might be helpful for to get a bird's-eye view because that account doesn't change much Uh, Make sure that your spouse is either named on the account. In other words, it's a joint account or Beneficiary to the account if your name alone appears on the account. Okay, that's something you can do Um, Well, Pastor Monty, we, we share we own everything Okay, was it set up that way years ago? Or did you go in, gentlemen, and open up a bank account and your wife was not with you, and so you just opened it up and you consider it a joint account, but her name's not really on it? So if her name's not really on it, she has no access to it, okay? Now, if she's the beneficiary, in other words, named as a beneficiary, she has immediate access to it. Does everybody? You follow what I'm saying, right? You follow what I'm saying? It's really important to make sure these details are set because when a person dies and the bank finds out, they freeze things. Okay, and and all of a sudden she could be frozen out of assets that that really are hers. So, but I, I list it just bullet point, boom, 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 all this information, so she doesn't have to go pieing through old paper bank statements okay and ha- and be on some kind of a treasure hunt no one wants to do this when they're grieving and this is why this is important number two investment information list all investments such as IRAs, brokerage accounts, etc. Those two, by the way, if they're joint, that's fine. If they're not joint, the spouse should be named as a beneficiary. If there's no beneficiary named, then the bank has to wade through that and try to figure out where the money is going to go. Typically, by the way, anything that is listed with a beneficiary named is not part of the estate, okay? So it doesn't go into the big pool. It goes directly to that person. So Uh, You want you want to list the financial institutions where the account is held the account numbers include the username and password for each account list the approximate value of each account that might change based on interest or addition to the account but updated every year and you're gonna you're because you're updating it yearly the information will be at least within 12 months or so of accuracy. List your retirement income sources, payments from a retirement fund, something, that, you know, through, through your retirement fund at the company you work for, whatever it may be. List all of those things and include a phone number related to each of these. Why? Why? Because it's just a nightmare to try to figure out who do we call to inform of your death. Pastor money. if we never tell them, they'll keep sending checks. <laughs> okay, listen to me. Do not do that. Okay, do not do that. That catches up with people, okay? You have to, you have to be above board, as, as, as tempting as it may sound. You have to be above board. Um, some retirement funds actually do provide for the spouse, sometimes at a limited, a limited return. Okay, number four, life insurance information. List each policy. So all of this is in one letter. Is everybody seeing this? You're seeing this, right? It's in one letter, so it's real simple. So under the heading life insurance, boom, 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 boom and all this information is right there so Kelly doesn't have to say I wonder I thought he bought something from this guy and then maybe we had she doesn't ever have to do any of that okay I'm listing each policy policy number name of the company and the death benefit value okay I want her to know uh, what she's getting and rather than pieing through have you ever seen a life insurance um document they're 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 a lot of paper I don't want her to have to paw through all that. I know that the declarations page is more simple, but even some of that can be hard to read. Uh, I want it to be right there for her, okay? I'm going to include a phone number for calling the agent of the co- or the company, either one. That should say or, or the company, okay? So how can she make a claim? Uh, often the agent can help, otherwise the company will help. Okay, valuables, valuables. Have a list of significant valuables, guns, jewelry, gold, coins, whatever it may be. And indicate its location. <laughs> okay? Do not turn your death into an Easter egg hunt. After my, my grandfather, on my father's side, after he died, um, they went through, they had to blow open a floor safe that they didn't have the combination. By the way, the combination to all of your safes needs to be in this letter. See, there's something I didn't put in the. Jot that down, jot that down and uh, gun safe floor safe whatever it is combinations need to be there they my grandfather didn't leave a combination there was a big large antique floor safe it was in the barn Um, all of the 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 survivors decided that there had to be something of great value in the floor safe so uh, they blew it open they had to blow the thing open and um, they found some papers interestingly they found his real birth certificate he was born in italy he was not born in missouri He had a fake birth certificate. This is not uncommon for people in my family. He had a fake birth certificate stating he was born in Missouri. He was actually uh, born in Italy, and he immigrated, but he was ashamed of that. And so that was one of the secrets hidden in the safe, along with a a map. (laughs) No kidding. A map. And it was a map that appeared to be a map of their basement of their beautiful home in Buell, Minnesota and it had it didn't say what it was just maps and marks and walls and and my cousins ripped the basement apart it it could have been a map detailing plumbing or something like that they tore the basement apart they smashed concrete they ripped it i mean never found a thing never found a thing but they went through it all now interestingly in the house that we bought some years ago I was cleaning out the crawl space under the kitchen, it's a tri-level, I was cleaning out the crawl space, and I found treasure that the deceased former owner had left, it wasn't worth probably more than $700, I had it appraised, it was a coin collection, okay? Uh, but, but, well, how come his family didn't take that? They didn't know it was there, okay? That's, do you, do you follow what I'm saying? He had it hidden, but only he knew about it, okay? This is why it's so important. Now, under that, jot this down, okay? If you have a safe deposit box, all the information for the safe deposit box and the key needs to be there. Now, if, for, again, a married couple, both names should be on that box. Because if only one name is on the box, the box won't allow to be open until the court clears that, okay? But you may need access to that sooner, okay? So, so all of that should be, your valuables need to be somewhere where people can find them, okay? Don't just assume that people know or that your wife would know where things are. Okay, this is unpleasant. Number six, debt, debt list everything you owe anyone credit card debt mortgage debt uh automobile debt whatever it is list the amount you owe as of that date and then update it yearly as you pay it down why because that way your wife will have a bird's eye view of how much is owed and she needs to know that okay she needs to, if she, particularly if she's not involved in paying the bills you'll know, notice i wrote this from the standpoint of someone whose wife is not involved in paying the bills. Okay, I've, I've, I've written it in to make it very clear, but it's really important because she has to know, oh, uh, he left for me a million dollars, but then she discovers there's a million and a half in debt. Hmm. Not a pretty picture, okay? so And it just makes it real and keeps debts up to date and all that stuff. And then also you should list your automatic withdrawals that come out of your, say, your checking account, for instance, um, and, and information, what is this? Okay? Because some companies, they don't put the whole company's name. I think, I think Steve, the, the Ohio Life, Onlac or something, they, it says Onlac or something when it withdraws from my account. Well, my wife wouldn't know what that is. What's Onlac? Okay? What, what are we spending money for? Okay? So it's just good. Why? That, so she doesn't have to wonder, and she doesn't have to search. Do you guys see what I'm saying? This is so beneficial your wife and you're doing this because you love her okay you're doing this because you don't want to put her through the 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 well past money she she should we live together she knows all that no no absolutely true that you know the things that i do she doesn't know okay she doesn't and and in many marriages you work together on it that's great that's great i do not endorse the way i do things here do you follow me in, in in regard to that i don't endorse that but kelly likes it that way she likes to be taken care of okay and so i do that but i also realize there's a weakness in that i think that that um and, and i've said this many times in this pulpit um men well, pardon me women should be very 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 strong and men just a little bit stronger does everybody follow what i'm saying there okay you you, you you have to be engaged, but if you don't desire to be engaged, then uh, the man should take up the slack in that area and say i've got it uh, this is all written out. So you should pride yourself, gentlemen. I, I know this is some of you this is wiping you out, but you need this, okay? You should pride yourself on how thoroughly you have prepared for the moment of your death. Okay, you should, you should be proud of that. You should say, man, I love my wife so, and I, some of the men are saying, Pastor money, you're just placing on me a huge burden. Okay, pause, listen to this. It seems daunting at first, but if you were to accomplish one point at a time, everything that I've said, you don't have to do it all at once. That could be a real headache, right? But if you were to accomplish one point at a time, and I put, do mine on computer so that I can update it easily, and, but I do print it out because I don't trust the computer. Um, if, you were to, if you were to do one point at a time, in a matter of a few weeks, you'd have this entire thing done. And you could feel very proud of yourself for having to do this. So bite it Don't try to do it all in one day, because you'll hate it. Just one thing at a time, okay? Uh, real, I think it's really important, okay. Number three, you're going to have an important paper's file, okay? Use the word file, but you could use a box, you could use anything. Now, you're going to keep all these papers because the letter is going to go into that. It's going to be on the top of this. This is real, this is real simple. It's going to be on the top, okay? Pastor Monty, where am I going to store this? Somewhere super secure, and I recommend a floor safe. I recommend a floor safe that is bolted to the floor, okay? Because you understand, once you put all this together this would be a treasure trove for anyone seeking to steal your identity you understand that right that for anyone seeking to commit fraud this is a treasure trove Um, it should be locked away if you can disguise or hide the safe it should be hidden it should be in a very it should be a fireproof safe in case something happens at the house Uh, but it should be hidden it should be very very secure so that you know that no one can get access to it okay what if we both die in an automobile wreck well if you have kids They should at least know where it is and have an idea of the combination but knowledge of that is very limited very limited because you can't just have anyone just marching in after your death and opening everything up and taking everything so What is going to be in this? Okay, you're going to put your your letter that I've just described, you're going to put that in, that will be on top. But, and this is not given in any particular order, these are just things you should do. Um, Any paperwork related to your mortgage, or if you have a lease or rental agreement, if you have property purchase, um, if you've purchased a property on a contract for deed, for example, and if you have the deed to your home, anything of that nature must be there okay now the spouse obviously will be living in the home afterwards no one's going to take your home from you but you may need that information and and in addition guys can i just tell you something this is where it benefits you here's what benefits you you will know where all your stuff is it's really nice to know that I can get my hands on any important paper that fast. Be, because it's all in one place. I'm not talking about a filing system, though some of you with a precise personality would go for that. What I'm talking about is a piling system, okay? But if it's all in one pile, I know where to find it. And, I, and it's, it's helped me numerous times, numerous times this has helped me. So uh, anything related to the house, a purchase of the house, all that. Okay, all vehicle titles boats motorcycles cars everything you own all the titles should be in one envelope they should be in this pile gentlemen do you know what this does when you decide to trade vehicles you know where the title is and and how many people lose their titles and then have to go through the lost title thing and pay a lot of money on top of it okay you don't want to have to do that now I've told you in the letter that you're going to print You're going to have all the basic details of each insurance policy listed right I've told you that but you're also going to have the printed copies of life insurance documents including the declarations page typically the top page you're gonna have that and you're gonna have it all piled and if you're really cool you're gonna have it in the order that it's given in the letter okay why in case she needs the documentation and what I'm talking about here is not electronic files I'm talking about physical paper okay you're going to have printed copies of your homeowner's insurance your auto insurance uh etc whatever and and that's all here well why pastor money why would I put that here well your my your wife may need that but here's the cool thing it's there when you need it it's there when you need it you can look at it you're not it's not well pastor I keep my auto insurance policy over here and I keep my homeowner's insurance policy down in the basement why why or you just throw it in the drawer Yeah, and you all know what I'm talking about. The drawer, the black hole of every modern American home. The drawer where everything goes that nothing goes because you don't know what to do with it. We all have one of those. Some of us have a closet. Some of us, to our eternal shame, have a room dedicated to this, okay? Uh, it, when you have to rifle through all that, it's frustrating. Do you ever get frustrated looking, looking, looking? It's so nice when everything is exactly where it is, and you know where it is, okay? Um, so you want to keep with this your birth certificate, passport, and if you don't carry your Social Security card, keep the card right there. You'll, you will be asked numerous times, the survivors will be asked, for the social security number numerous numerous times that should be very very handy but keeping it all together then you don't lose your passport or your birth certificate which you don't need frequently but on occasion you do um, by the way if you have a baptism certificate you should save that that is considered by the government uh, legal proof of who you are a baptism certificate and and things like that those things are all important um number six printed account statements from at least one month during the year Okay, so not only do I tell Kelly where the accounts are, but I just pick one month and put all the paper account statements in there. Why? Because there might be information they need on those statements that I didn't put in this other thing. It's, it's kind of a little bit of redundancy, but I think it's a good idea. And that includes banks, investments, all of that. Of course, your personal will, which may include power of attorney, medical power of attorney, and all of those different powers of attorney, all of that should be right there in the pile because that will come to immediate reference on the point at the point of your death. Um, If you have contracts or important business papers, those should go there. Now, let me, I think I put this further down in the instructions. If you own a business, okay, that needs to probably be a separate thing and it's very complicated. And for that, uh, you may even want to seek some legal counsel. But again, all of the, the same, it's just on a much bigger level. Okay, the same thing you've done for your personal life in your home, you've done for your business so that, well, Pastor Mike, I don't have to worry when I die. My business partner, he, he'll take it over. Well, does he know where all this stuff is? Okay, uh, it's really good to have this stuff kept very, very secure. It's really a really good idea. And again, it, it is a little bit of work on the front side. Over the years, this will save you a tremendous amount of time, it, it, at the very least, looking for documents, Okay. Um, so, um, how about this? Number nine, cemetery lot deed, or pre-planning con- uh, contract, if you have one, okay? That's going to be immediately needed. Well, you know, I think we, 25 years ago, I think we bought a lot. <laughs> okay, we all forget, don't we? But if you have the deed, you know, okay? And you, and, and you may have to present that deed at the cemetery, because, do you know what? Their records may not be well kept. If you have a deed, you know that you're going to be having a plot, and that it's important. If you've done pre-planning, they will give you a packet of all of the details of the pre-planning. Now, um, people ask me several times, what do I think about pre-planning? I really like it. Okay, now... If you're 20 years old and you're pre-planning, you're giving them your money for an awful long time, and they're making a lot of money off of your money. But as you get older, if you pre-plan, if you decide, okay, I'm gonna pre-plan my funeral, do you know what the beautiful thing about that is? Your spouse or surviving children don't have to go through the process. Countless times I've gone through the process with a grieving spouse to help her or to help him and and sit with the funeral director. It's just really hard. But if all the decisions have been made beforehand, that makes it a lot better. And you can go into as much detail with this as you want. So I'm, I'm very in favor of that, okay? You could, letter number 10, have a letter of instructions for your funeral if desired. It's always nice when someone hands me this that includes maybe a selection of your favorite hymns or a scripture passage that you particularly like. In the past, I've had members of our church, as they've grown older, hand me an envelope, and, or we'll sit down and we'll discuss all this, and they hand me an envelope that, that gives their wishes for what their funeral should look like. Sometimes names of people they'd like to sing, if, if they're available to sing, all kinds of things. Okay, now you don't, have to, you don't have to go to the nth degree on this, but it's incredibly helpful to the pastor to have some idea of what would be the best for your funeral. That's really, really helpful when people do that. It's, it's nice. It's very nice. Um, don't overdo it. I had an uncle, Uncle Emil. He was an odd, odd duck and he was kind of, the, he was a great uncle and he was the black sheep of the family and he was kind of a mess and he lived in a shack on the outskirts of a northern Minnesota town and he was a, kind of a, a ne'er-do-well and he was kind of a, kind of a, a, a you know, loner and a hermit kind of guy. When he died, they found a letter of request for his funeral, which included parading the casket in the hearse past childhood homes, schools, and other places of significance to him while the mourners trailed behind. Okay, <laughs> okay. It was utterly ridiculous. Now, my family found it very funny but everyone just mocked it okay it really took away from the spirit of the funeral but that would be my family and so they we just thought it was funny emil really wanted a big production on his way out the door um <laughs> don't do that okay here's another interesting one utility bills utility bills well pastor money you know we, she knows we're with a uh, hendrix power cooperative well wait a minute or does or is it duke if you're paying all the bills, she might not know. It's just a good idea to have her to know these things, okay? Why should she have to? And by the way, sometimes in a state of grief, you can't think of all this detail, and you might need to know it. So our bills come paper. Now, you don't have to do this, but I'm going to tell you why I do. Oh, Pastor money, you, you pay it electronically. Yeah, I pay the electric bill electronically, and any bill I can, I just pay, pay with my phone. But I always, they always want me to go paperless. I don't do it. I'm not doing it. That's playing into globalist control. No, just kidding. Okay, I I was joking. But I won't do it because I want that physical paper so that my wife can see the account number. Does everybody follow what I'm saying on this? So she has an idea of where we're at. I think that's really important. I I just like physical paper. I'm old school and that's what I like. Um, But this would be helpful, okay? And then, of course, uh, number 12, a personal letter expressing your grief at your demise, okay, <laughs> so sorry I have died, I've, I've left everyone, and I put lol there, because you'll think that was, you, you might take it wrong, but, uh, and I did include in, in mind some humor. well, pastor, what would you include in a personal letter, well, tell your wife and kids how much you love them, that would be so nice for them to have after you pass, your voice coming to say that, um, give your wife some advice, okay, I've, I've told my wife not to remarry, <laughs> I did. I did. And I give the reasons. And reason number one is I've been pastoring for 35 years and men are dogs. They're just after her money. She will be a very rich widow in the event of my untimely demise. And, uh, and I, I even said in that letter, I said, if you must remarry, you need to have a prenuptial agreement that is renewed. I know, Pastor Monty, this is so non-romantic. Look at me. Every one of you in this room has a prenup who's married. Every person in this room who's married, you have a prenup. You have one right now. You do. I do not. That just takes the romance right out of it. No, you do. Yours was written by the state of Indiana. Yours was written by the state of Indiana. Okay, if something were to happen and the marriage broke up or something... Well, we're not gonna have a prenup. That would, that would, that would po- possibly you know, push the, de- no, it doesn't push the demise of anything. Now, Kelly and I don't have one, by the way, we don't have one. We've been married so long and nobody would want us anyway and whatever, we're, we're fine. But, but it's not unwise because the state of Indiana already planned one for you. Okay? It's called the law of the state of Indiana and they decide what happens if something happens. Does everybody follow me on that? So if I die and she remarries, I want what I have left to go to my kids and my grandkids through my kids. Do you see, Does everyone follow what I'm saying here? So there's nothing wrong with that. Get that out of your mind that there's something wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it at all. Um, uh, but yeah, that could all be included in your personal letter. Just some thought. Okay, let me finish by saying this. Uh, these lists are starting points. You uh, you need to know uh, you know what you know and what she needs to know. Think through every aspect of your life and share the information. Ask yourself: Does does she know the code to this? Does she know the password to that? You know, you, you use it every day, so you don't even think about it, but just, does she know anything about it? Uh, very wealthy people and business owners should seek professional legal consultation, as their estates are, uh, are very complicated, okay? When you get into the matter of trusts and trust funds and all of that, uh, that's well beyond the purview of my ability to say anything about But uh, But very good counsel on that would be important. Um, Business owners should have similar information related to their businesses written down in similar fashion just so that you can open the door the next day and keep the business running if only one partner knows certain things that that's not ever a good thing. And the first time you do this it is work it is time consuming but revisiting it with new or changed information is relatively easy and when, when do I do that. I start that little process right away in January, okay, just to make sure it's updated, and I put a different bank statement in, a more recent one, or whatever, it, whatever it may be, okay. Um, it's it's not that difficult, and then last thing I want to do this. Think of this as a labor of love, and gentlemen, this would make the perfect Valentine's gift. It really would. Do you know why? It shows how much you love her because you know. In reality, let's just be selfish for a moment, men, because men are dogs and we're selfish. Let's just be selfish for a moment, okay? I'm just so real and I'm just real, okay? This technically doesn't benefit you, except you can find your stuff, which you know you can't, but you can find your stuff. It doesn't benefit you, but the effort you put into this is selfless because it says this if I go before her, I don't want her to suffer more than is necessary. And, and ladies, uh, Pastor Monty, I was hoping for flowers and a box of chocolates. Why? Why? This says real love, because it took effort, it took work. And it says, I love you, and, and watch this. You're gonna feel my love beyond the grave because I took care of you. Now, do you wanna talk about romance? That's romance. Okay, that's romance. The Cheap Chocolate Company. What's that one that's so awful? No, it begins with an R. Russell Russell Stover's. Russell Stover's. You might as well eat a wax candle, folks. Russell Stover. Okay. That doesn't speak beyond the grave. But when your wife opens this letter and sees how you set up everything for her so she would have as minimal stress as possible in what arguably should be the worst day of her life. That speaks your love beyond the grave. Let's pray. Father, thank you for a moment to think about some real practical things tonight, Lord, that, that could, if we take it seriously, really um, really help us in a coming day that we don't look forward to. But Lord, we know is inevitable. It is appointed unto men once to die, and after that, the judgment. Father. Help us to do well, not just in our stewardship in living, but in our stewardship when we pass into eternity. I pray you'll bless this thought in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, two minutes, two minutes break, and we'll have a very quick business meeting. Break for two minutes.